Welcome to the Kitchen Sink meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Please note, we will be holding this meeting via Zoom for the foreseeable future. If you'd like to attend the meeting live, go to oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. Good morning. I'm Janet, compulsive overeater. Uh, I thank you uh, for being uh, asked to speak. I appreciate it. This meeting means a lot to me. Um, and for the newcomers, this is only what I have experienced. So please keep coming back no matter what, because you definitely will hear what you need to hear. Um, about 17 years ago, uh, something happened in my life that was over my head. And at that point, I did not how to handle that huge problem, and it brought me to depression, and I should have seeked professional help, but I was not allowed to. So uh, I dived into what I knew, which was food, my lovely, comforting, numbing food. The moment I would get up in the morning, my mouth would start moving with the breakfast, and it will continue to a bowl of pistachio and then a cup of tea with something else. Constantly, I was so nervous. I didn't know what, I did not know what to do with, uh, with myself. So I had to calm my nerves, and that crunchy maybe carrot or whatever that I would eat would help me uh, and would help my tears to stay uh, in my eyes. But it was miserable. I would start in the morning, and it would continue the whole day until 11 o'clock at night that I would go to bed. Even when I was picking up my kids from school, I still had to have something in the car to munch on because I could not handle myself. So at the suggestion of a friend, I went to a meeting, and actually it was a CEA How meeting. Um, but I was way too proud for that. I was, I could call myself an arrogant person. Uh, I knew everything. I knew the whole life. I could tell every single of you how to live, how to raise your child, how to cook, how to entertain, how to exercise, how to socialize, and so on. I didn't need help. I was much better than that. So, um, I, I'm sorry, I went to a, um, away meeting. So for about six, seven months, I went to kitchen sink meeting, Came in at 9.10, just when the speaker would start speaking, would sit in the back. The moment the question and answers were done, I was out the door. I was not going to waste my time on the rest mumbo-jumbo that they were talking about. So, and I thought I had overcome my problem. Six, seven months later, again, that incident happens. And I realized, you know, I honestly cannot handle my life. So with the help of a friend, we started going to CEA Howe, which is the branch of OA, for the ones who don't know. Um, 30 days 
I lost 11 pounds, but I was miserable. After a month, I was arguing with my friend and screaming at her, yet apologizing. And I said, you know me. This is not me. It's this damn program that I'm doing. So she kindly said, why don't you switch to OA? It's a lot calmer. You will be able to handle it. So that day I called the one phone number that I had got in one of OA meetings. Uh, and I left three messages for a lady. It was about sunset. She called me and she said, sorry, I'm full. I have a baby in my hand and I cannot take you. Uh, I begged her. I said, listen, I know myself. If I am without a sponsor for one day, I won't keep it. I know myself. So she said, okay, I'll take you one month trial. And God bless her. After 16 and a half years, she still has not dropped me. God bless her. So uh, I started coming into these meetings with a complete disbelief about this program. Complete disbelief. I was kicking with my feet just like a toddler and yet holding on with my hands. I would do whatever my sponsor had asked me Yet, I was grumbling all the time. I didn't want to do. She would tell me to say the serenity prayer. And I would grumble. You know, English is my second language, and these words are hard for me. So she said, okay, write your own prayer. So I wrote a short prayer close to serenity, uh, to, uh, serenity prayer and she said okay from now on this is what you will say every day memorize this i still have it in the middle of one of my books so she would uh, the meeting that i went to the first time was in 17 and arizona and it was a rainy day the moment I stepped out of that meeting, on the steps, I called her. I said, the room stinks. And it was stinking, really, because it was raining and it was an old building and the carpet was wet and smelly. So she laughed and she said, it's okay, get the message. So fast forward, anything she asked me to do, and especially, especially the first three steps. It was really difficult for me because I thought God is too busy to care about my food or what I put in my mouth. Can't be. So I still would do whatever she would tell me to do. I would attend three meetings. I had responsibility in the meeting. I would outreach three people. I would read. I would write. Yet, I was not getting it, and I did not understand why I didn't get what the old-timers had. You know, in the eyes of the old-timers, I could see special calmness and shine. That's what I was looking for, and I couldn't get it. So, 
I was doing what she had asked me, but I was a very slow walker in this 12-step program. Very slow. I feel I'm like a turtle. I came into this program believing that I'm learning this diet and I'm out the door faster than all of you. I'm not staying here. But when I kept on coming, I realized, you know, I, I still don't get it. So I wanted to get what it was. So she, my sponsor asked me to share in every meeting that I go. So I used to raise my hand. At the beginning, I would say, well, my sponsor asked me to share. I have nothing to say, so that's it. And I got more and more used to sharing. So I slowly started sharing, but I, I was too ashamed of telling the secrets of or the wrong things that I had done or I was doing. So for a good maybe two to three years, when I was sharing, my head was down looking at the carpet and yet sharing until I became capable slowly by looking at the others who were sharing the most secretive things that I wouldn't even dare to talk about. I became willing to open up and share what was going on here. And talking about my 12th step and how it is helping me. So it took me over two years to realize what I was looking for was the repetition. The repetition of what I have done yesterday and the day before and previous. Because whatever that's written in, in the speak book that I read, will help me today. I still do not know how it does, but I feel there's a difference. The day that I read and the day that I do not read. The day that I do not read, I feel I'm judgmental. I'm harsh. I catch myself. This is the blessing that I have got from this 12 step. But I know that the days that I do this damn repetition of reading every book that I have got here on 12 step, on my OA uh, 12 and 12, then I'm a better human being for myself and for other people. And during the COVID, I can easily say, thank God, thank God that I have been in this program because I realized I'm dealing with it just for today. Who knows what the new rules will be tomorrow? Who knows if they will say we are all free to do whatever we want, gathering of 500 people again? Who knows? But for today, I can take it. Because for 16 and a half years, I have practiced to do whatever I need to do just for today. So that for today kept me calm during the COVID as well. Even the time that at the beginning that nobody was even getting out of the house or doing anything, I would call someone on the program and I would start walking a short distance in my yard. Just this much. It didn't matter. I was in open air. I was talking to a fellow. 
and I was exercising. That was my exercise for the day, that walk. So I took it as it came, and I take it as it comes. And I'm glad to say that now my the 12th step is enmeshed into my behavior. It is not just the food that I eat. It's my thoughts. It's my behavior. I am an addict. I have the compulsion of overeating. But the compulsion shows into overeating not only but in other things as well. If I go shopping, I need to buy, let's say hypothetically for five or six people, food shopping. I'll buy for 20. I buy for 30. I buy for 40. And it was happened that people have asked me, oh, you have a party? And I said, no. Now I have to stop myself. Because there's going to be more food or more whatever tomorrow and next week and, and after. And this is my joke that I used to buy whenever I would go buy shampoo, 16, 17 bottles of shampoo. I have short hair. My husband is half bald. So how many bottles do I need? Now I have to stop myself at two bottles. I said, there's going to be more when I come back. This is not end of it. It's not end of the world. It's not the last supper. I'm not going to die. Life will continue, and I'm here. I will continue. My abstinence, I started with chocolate, flour, and sugar. I still have kept chocolate, although I am a hardcore, hardcore chocolate eater. I sit and eat a two-pound box of Godiva chocolate like this, and then after that, I eat the, my food. That's what I'm talking about. So 16 and a half years, I have not dared even to touch it because I know myself. I have one piece and I'm gone. Forget it. I won't see any of you anymore. Uh, flower, I broke after about nine months when I was in the aeroplane starving, uh, 17 hours flight and nothing was available. So, and sugar, I played with sugar. After, about five and a half years, I thought, okay, I got it. I know what I'm doing. So I will have this much, very little, not much. I had a little. I was okay. Two hours later, I had another little piece. Next day, I had another little piece. And then another little piece. So very slowly, I brought back sugar into my life. I know I have five, less than five minutes left. I know. So I very slowly brought it back, but it came back. And for a good 10 years, about 11 years, I played back and forth with sugar. I would have it, I would stop it. I would have it, I would stop it. I would have it for a month, I would have it not for two weeks, a week, one day. Who knew? Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And in program, I have gained and I have lost weight. So it sure is not a diet. And I pushed it to the point 
that beginning of this year, my cholesterol was 259 and my sugar was 108, which is counted as pre-diabetic. And believe me, if anybody knows how to push the limits, I'm the one. I pushed it way over my limit. And I have a family with diabetic people in it. So I decided to go to a doctor. And now I'm under supervision of a doctor. She tells me what to eat and what not to eat. She took completely sugar and carbohydrate out of my food. Totally. Uh, it sure is not my choice, but I'm not the one who makes that decision. And my sugar, thank God, I'm not uh, pre-diabetic anymore. Cholesterol still has some work to do, uh, and I'm attending to that. But I am learning. I have learned to be a better human being and take better care of myself. As a result, I can be better to the other people as well. With the help of this program, I have learned to step out of my comfort zone. And at the age 50, I went back to school and studied, got a master's degree, and completely went to a different field of work and as a result, I'm so thankful to God. Now I'm of service to the other people. And it's a blessing to me. It's a blessing that I can help other people. And I am way different than what I was 17, 18 years ago. My husband called me once an 800-wheel truck. So you could imagine who I had been. Not that I'm perfect now, for sure not, but one small step at a time, I try to do what I'm supposed to do. Mind my own boundary and let others make their own decision and have their own life. That's what I'm trying to do. And all I can say is that what I have done perfect in this program is I have kept coming back no matter what. So especially newcomers or the ones who don't feel really in the right place or you feel kind of a little bit out of it, please keep coming back no matter what. We are blessed. We have the Zoom meetings now and we can have it almost any time. A meeting and our, uh, we can attend the meeting and it's our blessing. Thank you for allowing me to share. Uh, it's wonderful to be in these rooms with all these old timers. Thank you. This is time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leader are my own and not those of Oritus Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. If you have a question, please click the raise your hand icon. I'll call on you and you can then unmute and ask your question. All right. Do you want me to call on people? Uh, would you mind? I will appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. So let's start with Nancy B then. Yes, Nancy. Good. Good morning. Hi, Janet. <laughs> my name is Nancy Beachamaya. I'm a compulsive overeater and a 100-pounder. Been, been in OA 44 years, 150-pound weight loss. Janet, 
Um, I know for a fact that you make outreach calls, right? <laughs> but I would like to know if you would share with us a little more about your program and bring us up to date today. Do you call your sponsor? Do you read in the big book? How many meetings do you go to? Do you share with fellows? Do you do four things for other people? I mean, what is it that you incorporate right now today? Okay, what I do, I call my sponsor every day, no matter what, rain or shine. I have half an hour window to call. Saturday, Sunday, I can call any time. I outreach three people, sometimes more, and God bless others to outreach me as well. And when I started, again, remember, I was holding with my hand and kicking with my foot. So I would purposely call three people who I knew would not answer my phone call. <laughs> it would go to a machine and I would say, hi, this is Janet from Away Outreaching You. Hope you have a good day. Happy and abstinent. Bye. <laughs> That's all done. So in less than a minute, I was done with three phone calls. But now, I'm not like that anymore. When I call people, I really would like to talk to them. So I outreach people, and I leave message. I call my great-great-grandma sponsor, who's Jimmy, most of the days, and I leave a message. She does not call me back, but I, I know she listens to me. It's okay. So uh, beside that, I have commitment in the meetings. Honestly, Zoom is not easy for me because I have, uh, uh, what's the word God, I have ADD, and it's difficult for me to sit and concentrate just on Zoom. I can't. But I, every day, am supposed to do some reading, the big book, I read how it works. I read the third step. I read the seventh step. I read page 86 to, sorry, 76 to, uh, hold on, hold on. 76 is the, seven, uh, is the seventh step. Uh, 86 to 88, I read page 164. I read the 11th step prayer. I read Courage to Change, which is from Al-Anon. Uh, I read the uh, saints, whatever, I don't know what it is. This is another prayer that is, Lord, make me a channel of thy peace. I read for today. I read just for today. I read 24 hours uh, that my sponsor gave me as a gift years ago. And this is what she gave me. This row of the steps, now I'm on step 10. I'm doing this. So it's all of it. And I read our lovely 12 and 12. And I write, which I hate. So writing is my worst, worst, worst point. I hate to write. Uh, I do bits and pieces. I'm not perfect. Sometimes. In the morning, sometimes middle of the day, sometimes later, sometimes, unfortunately, I don't get a chance. But I know a lot of these prayers now by heart. So I try to say it as day goes by or as I'm walking. I say it especially the serenity prayer, the complete version, plenty of times. 
Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Marina? Hi, thank you. Thank you, Janet. Uh, I'm Marina from Michigan. I'm a health overeater and recovered sugar addict. Um, Janet, my question to you is you mentioned um, something like mind my own business or uh, and let others. Can you repeat what you said? It's like mind my own business or boundaries or whatever. Can, could you repeat that? I was writing that down. Because I try to mind my own business and leave others to mind their own business and make their own decisions. It's very difficult for me still sometimes now. You know, when I would walk on the street, I would tell strangers how to take care of their kids. And that's boundary breaking. That's not, that's not right. Here I have learned to be a good human being, to mind my own business, and allow others to make their own business. So sometimes I have to bite my tongue, not to say anything to the other person, and let that person walk his or her own path and find his or her own mistake. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, And Janet, you may want to come closer to the microphone because when you lean back, it's actually the sound is a bit muffled. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I apologize. That's okay. It was good. It just was a bit muffled. And with that said, we'll pass it on to GLD. Hi, GLD. Hi, Janet. Thank you. So, if when something happens like as bad perhaps as it was whatever happened 17 years ago, how do you now deal with that through the steps and in abstinence? Okay. Actually, uh, something in the same family happened again a couple of weeks ago. I called my sponsor. Uh, at, at that moment, I tried to be as calm as I could and not scream because I know it's not getting me anywhere. I tried as much as I could to set boundary and take care of my, myself because I know I am powerless over what's going on. So I called my sponsor and I shared it with a couple of other people who know this problem that I have. One of them is not in the program. The rest are in the program. I talked in extent with those people. I cried. At the uh, guidance of my sponsor, I wrote about it. I did a mini fourth step. But most of all, all. I try to keep the boundary. I cannot do anything with the other person. I only can take care of myself. And that's what I tried to do. And I did. I did. Thank you. All right. And then Muniza? Yes. Hello. Thank you so much, Janet. I'm here today because I thought Nancy was sharing. I'll be very honest. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I like you. I'm, I'm, you know, it's nice to see diversity. It's nice to see somebody who's, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm an immigrant and from Pakistan, which is right next to Iran, you know, and I have to say, it's nice to hear a different accent. It's nice to see people of color here. It's just nice to see diversity. I love Nancy. I call her. 
And then she, she told me she was speaking. I was like, okay, I'll be there. But uh, thank you. I got a lot out of you to share. But I really want to know, because I'm struggling. I joined in May. I broke my abstinence after 60 days. I've been absent for uh, 10 days now, and I'm struggling so much. I've got stuff going on in my life. I'm not happy at this moment. And it's what's really calling out to me are the carbohydrates, okay? And I, I know Persian food, a lot of carbs, a lot of carbs. Love Persian food, okay? Tell me what your food plan is. Okay. What doctor has told me, I will be delighted to share with you because it's not, it's not what I wish. My phone number is the first one on the chat. And you're more than welcome. Call me. I'll be happy to tell you details. But in general, no carbohydrate, no sugar. How do you do it? <laughs> I don't think. How, really? You don't miss it? Like, how, how, how? Okay. I, how do you do it? Let me tell you how I do it. This is what I have learned in this program. You know, it's one day at a time, one hour at a time, one minute at a time, one second at a time. That's how I do it. One second at a time. If I see I cannot handle it, I get out of the house and I go for a walk around the block that takes three to five minutes. I go to the front of the house, out in the fresh air, and I call someone. You know, someone in the program, once I had called, outreached, and happened to call me back. Do I need to know more about your food plan? I will. She called me back, and it happened that I was crying like hell. And I was having pistachio. So... As, as I was talking and crying to her, I was breaking the pistachio one by one. And I said, there was the first one, and I ate it. There was the second one, and she's talking. By the fourth or fifth pistachio, I stopped it, and I thanked her. So call someone and call me. I'll be happy to tell you. All right. Thank you, Janet. Thank you. Uh, sorry, Now, Ellie? Ellie G? Thank you. Um, hi, I'm Ellie Compulsive Overeater. Um, Janet, thank you so much. It was really great to hear you this morning. I'd like to know uh, what it is that you request and or suggest to your sponsees as you take them through the steps, what you ask them to do on a daily basis. On daily basis, I ask them uh, to read, hopefully, two pages of big book. I ask them to do the prayers. They can read. Uh, call me every day. I need to be in connection with them. Oh, by the way, I give my food every night to my sponsor. I taste it as well to her. I want them to let me know what they have had. So at the beginning, we discuss what's going on, why, what's triggering them. And as my sponsor says, what's eating them, that they ate this food. Uh, I ask them to read the 12 and 12 both, AAOA, and uh, do the steps on the workbook. And when, and when uh, a problem comes up, they usually call me. 
and we'll see what we can do together. I try to be as kind as gentle as I can, as my sponsor has been to me to be to my sponsees. And to let you know, for three years, I did not have even one sponsee. I was so hard on everyone. Nobody. Mm. But now I try to be kind and gentle. That's Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. Uh, Julia? Hi, Janet. Thank you so much. Um, so good to see you. So my question is, um, do you have any problems with handling excitement and when wonderful things are happening um, and what you do about that? Um, I am an emotional eater, so you name it, my hand goes toward the food. But now that my doctor has given me specific food to have, which I am not fond of, but this is it, I try to keep it in that order. And what helps me a lot, my water and my light tea. This is the most thing that helps me, the tea. I am really excited. Because leave me alone and I'll finish the bowl of pistachio or I'll finish the bowl of fruit or whatever. Leave me alone and I'll do it. So I try to take a deep breath and have some tea if I am not in companion of other people. I sometimes call other people, mostly in the program, hardly out of the program because what people in the program can understand Others don't. When, if I call you and I say, you know, I'm so happy. I want to eat all these cookies. You do understand what I'm talking about. My sister will say, what? She can't understand why I want to eat a cookie. But people in the program do understand. So outreach call, tea, sometimes walk, sometimes deep breathing and meditation. This is what helps me. Thank you. Thank you. Lillian M. Hi. Thank, thank you, Janet. It was great to hear you for more than three minutes for a change. My question is, I commend you. You're minding your own business, so that's really tough for me. But what do you do if people ask you for an opinion or for advice or your suggestions? Then what? If they ask, then, they will tell, then I will tell them that this is what I will do or this is my experience, or this is my suggestion. Do as you wish. But this is what I think. And I stay out of it. <laughs> and I think the last question probably, uh, Jasmine W. Hi, everyone, and thank you, Janet, for your share. Thanks so much. I'm from Europe, and I listen to the podcast a lot, and so I'm very happy to attend today. Uh, I have a question for you, which is that could you describe uh, your relationship to your higher power and how it has evolved over over time? Uh, when I came to the 12-step program, I truly was angry at God because uh, the God that I had known was the one that I was supposed to be scared of who would punish people, and took my mother, my lovely, wonderful mother, at 56 years old. 
If God was good, if God was kind, we wouldn't do that. But that's the idea I walked in. I walked in not believing in it. So as the suggestion of my sponsor said, all right, can you believe in nature? Can you stop the, one of the waves of the ocean? Can you stop the sun coming up or going down? Just believe at least in nature or something out of you. So as time has passed in 16 and a half years, now I believe God is kind to me and God is taking care of me. God wants me to live calmly and happily. God is not here to punish me. Um, thank you. <laughs>